Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. All right, here we go on a Thursday. You heard it, Cofield and Company, JBT along in a little bit. It's our Thursday home. So we're getting ready for Vegas Golden Knights hockey tonight, 77-cent beers during the game. Man, I'm bouncing off the walls. I was talking, I think it was like Monday. I got really hyped up. It's usually if I drink coffee right before the show or start <laughs> drinking a bunch of soda, and I'm, I call it going like full corn holio, like from Beavis and Butthead, when uh, what was it, Beavis gets way too fired up and, and then has the, the shirt pulled over his head, and he's running around like, I'm, I'm jacked for today's show. We have so much to get into. A lot of college basketball in the middle of the show. A ton of NFL. Xavier Pope is going to join us, too later this hour but steve's here is hanging out with us and uh, steve of course is a uh, host of the stars oh. he is he is host to degenerate gamblers but yes stars well, or degenerate you have a lot of stars you've worked with over the yeah, years that's true so what's going on buddy oh um, <clears throat> man thank you for having me you know i just it, i'm still kind of in awe too of the super bowl and steve it was crazy what's it going to be like next year what is it going to be like you tell me what do you think it's going to be like? <clears throat> well I've been to three or four Super Bowls in my career, and to have it here. But first of all, I went to the one in Dallas. We, we have the infrastructure. It's going to be so much easier. We have 150,000 hotel rooms, you know, and you can walk to Allegiant, and it's going to be just so great. I, I'm already getting calls, you know, Ellis Island, my home base. Uh, we have a skybox, you know, for Super Bowl. So you might want to be a little nicer to me <laughs> for the next year. How the hell difficult is it going to be to get into a box for the Super Bowl, anyone's box? Oh. What are there, 100, I think there's, is there 122, 115, something like that, overall yeah. at the L? It, it, if you don't have one, it's going to be millions, that's for sure. Uh, I know with our deal that w- it was included in our deal. That, it is. That our owner, Gary Ellis, did, yeah. Is it in every deal? Did everyone who bought, uh, no. bought a box, right? That's what I figured. I figured the NFL has the rights to Correct. a lot of them. So how, yeah. the, how the hell did you guys work? Were you, were you uh, early know, on? That, Is that what it was? No, I don't know. That's Gary uh, Ellis. That's, above, uh, that's a that, different level. That, that's above my pay grade, brother. <laughs> But, uh, no, this Holy last crap. Super Bowl was, for me personally, uh, one of the biggest of my career just because of the amount of players I had over at Resorts World, uh, Caesars, and, of course, Ellis Island. And it, uh, at, at Ellis Island, the front yard, I mean, I had probably like 20 different players. It was crazy. And then I don't know if you want to talk about it now because it was news because I love them. But, you know, all of my players. So I have players, you know, as you know, they bet bets for me, and I can't open them until, like, after the first quarter, after the second quarter. So they make me sweat. Wait, wait, wait. Explain that one. So I have – remember, you've, you've asked me this before. So I have one player, and he bets large amounts for me, but he'll tease me, and it'll be in a sealed envelope. So obviously I'm from Kansas. I wanted the Chiefs to win. But he might have bet the Eagles for me, you know, for a, a large number. Right. And so usually b- before the half or the third quarter, he'll say, okay, you can open that envelope. And then I know, like, should I be rooting for the over, the under? Like, he, he just tortures me. Sure. And so he had bet for me uh, Hertz to score the first touchdown. Oh, really? And after so you had he, no idea at the beginning I of the game. I had no idea. When and things I, changed up, too. Right. You would, you would have thought, oh, I lost. Exactly. And, then, and, then and people got instant gratification, wanted, but you had no idea. I wanted Mahomes, you know, to, to score the first touchdown. So that was 9-1. to one. So I opened that, and it was a score. And so then at the two-minute warning – I was like, okay, well, it should be graded now. He bet him at our William Hill book, and I went over to the book, and I swore I thought I was getting punked because I know everybody, and they kind of let me cut in line, but there wasn't really a line. And I was like, God, why isn't there a, <laughs> why isn't there a line at William Hill? And the guy's like, yeah, we're down. 
Like, what, what do you mean we're down? I, I just want to cash this because I want to bet Chiefs second half because we were down. I knew it was going to be a great line. He's like, no, we're down. I go, can I go on the app? He goes, we're down. I mean, I felt bad. They were down, Steve, what until a, after well, the game. First of all, it, it, it was a rough day for William Hill. Rough last couple of days. They finally got up yesterday. I mean, that is just disastrous on the biggest gambling day of the year. I'll, I'll go to the, like, the base level okay. for the folks who are working at the book, like on the front lines. Oh, that, no, is, they, that is just terrible you, to have to repeatedly uh, tell people. And they're my you know, friends. You're, you're being nice to them. You right. know that a lot of people are walking uh, up there, and they're all amped up because they planned on betting throughout the game uh, at the window, but you know, probably most with their apps. And then the guys on the front line at the window have to tell everyone over and over and over again. They're probably getting yelled at. I had two players sprint over to another casino that I don't want to plug and bet at Circus Sports. That is behind Ellis Island. I mean, I mean what are you going to do, right? Yeah, so tell me the IT guy got fired. I don't know. I don't root for anyone to get fired. I've, okay. I've, it's one of the, like, I don't even know where to begin speaking about technical stuff with the sports books and the enormity yeah, of the effort. Me too, to be honest. Yeah, okay. But anyway, so that, that was just a, a weird thing in my 37 years of being a host. That never happened. But, uh, you know, I want players to win at the sports book cash their tickets and then gamble at the tables right. that's how i earn did you I, lose out do you think you lost out because they oh, with cash? oh oh yeah, like they're, yeah they're already fired up because if you got you know tens my, of thousands of dollars that you want on the super bowl people want to get that my, my right one, back in action my one player had 30 34 thousand winning tickets that he couldn't cash out until an hour or so after the game and oh. then by that time his wife was tired and, oh no and they went to bed oh no so, yeah, so i definitely that it cost me money on a different level. Do you have a room, uh, Resorts World, or at Ellis where you just go, like, kick stuff? You just go punch stuff? When, uh, when, when, you, when you don't have a good day? Like, let me get my frustration out. Yeah. You know, Steve does box. Yes. And, and you know, Steve's, uh, we'll say, in his 50s. And no, still, no, I, I'm the o- over 50 uh, national champion okay. at 175 pounds. I was going to let you do that. I was going to let yeah. you do that. Yeah. But uh, you, you can throw hands. So is there somewhere you go when you're no, frustrated? Well, you're like, at, I got to beat something at, up or someone. Ellis Island, the casino. Get down here, Cofield. It, we no, throw hands. So the the uh, my friend Leroy and Frank and I all share a uh, a room at Ellis. They get it a room and it's our office. We have TV and a bathroom. It's awesome. And so I do go in there and sometimes scream because we've we've been we, we have a dice game there that you know you can go two fifty with twenty five hundred odds. And man, I've had some dice players lately just smoke us. I mean, it is a big dice game at Little Ellis Island, so that's kind of been cool. But uh, I, my biggest player at Resorts World, I mean, he had probably uh, 150000 bet on the game. And so he was fine because he could cash out and, and play, and he took it all to the tables. That's what I want. I want you to win in sports and take it to the tables. And then I hope you win because if you win, you bet more, you play longer, I earn more. You know, I'm on what's called theoretical loss here. So, Steve Sears with us. Of course, he's uh, best known, well, for a lot of things, but you wrote Whale Hunt in the Desert, really blew you up uh, nationally, blew you up nationally, Secrets of a Vegas Super Host. And I love having him on, especially in this spot, to kind of wrap up Super Bowl week, start looking ahead to the uh, calendar, the schedule around Las Vegas for big events that he's going to enjoy, his players are going to enjoy, and, of course, we'll finish up by looking ahead to next year's Super Bowl. So explain that again real briefly. The way you make money is? So in this jurisdiction on action, so I'm going to talk to you like you're in fifth grade. If you bet $100 in blackjack, and believe it or not, we're only going to win one or two bets an hour. So if you play four hours at $100 a hand, your theoretical loss should be four to 500 bucks. I earn 16% of that theoretical loss. Right. And I only get paid for newer and active players, so I'm constantly hustling. And I don't have 
hundreds or thousands of players. I have about 70 active guys right now. Oh, really? That, that'll risk 25 grand to 100 grand, and I have about 10 guys that'll risk 250 or more, and that's really a whale because some are from California and they come all the time. And then I have six guys that'll risk seven figures or more. And that's so it. did the Super Bowl, because a lot of this is built around sporting events, you know, sports Correct. events, because they, they want to play, but then you can take them to, Correct. instead of a traditional show or a concert, hey, now we got a great sporting event, and Vegas has changed completely from, you know, 10 years ago, because now we have Major League Sports here, and we might have more on the way, and now we're getting to host all these cool events. The fact that the Super Bowl was in Phoenix, did you have some players go, not Vegas this year, Steve. Sorry, I'm going to Phoenix. Well, on my big players, they stayed in Vegas, and the morning of, we flew them on hawkers or private planes to the game. I guess I didn't. So I didn't think of the money, yeah. like how big the money is right. that make for the rest of us. The road trip is not bad to go right. to Phoenix, but for them, it's like yeah, a little. I also work little puddle for, jumper, and I'm there in uh, 35 minutes. I, I work for uh, Viejas in California, yeah. and I had some players stay there, and they could go to San Diego, and they the men flew to the game and then flew back. So you have to do it months in advance. You have to get air. You know, you can't just the last day say, I'm going to take a private plane. You've got to get a, a slotting time. It's a lot of work, so but, but it's worth it. I find the big players very interesting. And my experience is, I'm not a big player, but my experience around being uh, near the big players was I was down at a, uh, a place downtown. I'll, I'll mention Golden Nugget, okay. uh, friend Tony Miller down there. You know Tony. You worked yep. with Tony in the past. And Tony's always nice enough to go, hey, you know what, you and the SO, significant other, you want to come you know, go to the VIP party. I got you know a couple extra seats, so we go. And I noticed looking around, like it was it's it's a VIP party, so it's mostly players. And a lot of the people there, like they were there to get some drinks and eat, but they like, you know, it was tugging at them. It was tugging oh, at them, the tables. No, no, and, you're right. And, and it, it, what, it, so, what are your players like? Where you're like, hey, I have you set up at you know at Ellis or at Resorts World. I got you set up the sweet thing. You can watch the whole game. But then they're like, eh. No, the they, tables are right there. What do the I do? Well, be, well be, be, so a lot of times, like at Ellis, in the front yard, we have blackjack upstairs and that. So a couple of them, even during timeouts, would go play a few hands. You know, we had $100 tables and higher, so that's funny. But you're right. Most of my big players can't sit that long. Isn't now, that it was a very close game, and it was 35 all in the fourth, so that kept them. But let me tell you. Even when it was 24-14 before half, they were going out before yeah. halftime. To There's gap. no way they watched the halftime. No show. way. The, the, no the, way. Uh, Nobody the room cared I, about Rihanna. The, the room I was in, probably half of it emptied. I mean, they were going to come back, but they were not. They, they're like, hey, I got like 40 minutes. I don't care about Rihanna. I got to play. Exactly. And, and, you know, that's what we want because, you know, uh, comps are based on time. Uh, we, you know, if a guy comes in the first night and lets he gets his ass kicked, you know, we need three to four hours to play a day. That's why – during big events, Steve, it's sometimes hard what I do. Like in my heyday at the Hard Rock, a guy'd come in and they want to go to rehab, the pool party all day. Now they get drunk, it's 110 degrees out, and they spend a couple grand. Then he wants to go to Nobu and have a nice dinner. Okay, that's another hour and a half and another grand. Now he wants to go to Santana in the joint. When are we going to play? Exactly. And I have to have that talk Sir. all the time. Like, dude, I know you want to chase TNA, but right now I need you to gamble four hours. <laughs> that's a hard speech. Uh, you yeah. don't want to ruin their time, and no, you don't want to be too pushy. No, but but you either give me play or you pay. I hope you win, okay. but but you you, you got to play. I mean, it's all about uh, it's comp, math. The comps ain't completely free. No, no, got to well, be a little payback. No, here. I know, but you know, got to be gentle about no, it. No, but especially when your friends are out of town, do you ever gamble and they go, "Hey, we're drinking for free." I'm like, "Dude, you had an eighty dollar Budweiser. Your girl had a hundred and twenty dollar glass of Chardonnay." Well, Steve comped my room. Well, the room was on Expedia for $89, but you blew two grand. 
It's all smoke and mirrors. Steve got me fight tickets. Well, they were $500. You lost 7000 I mean, that's been my whole career. But if people have a good time, they don't calculate. A hundred percent and a few went home winners this week, and they're going to come back for March Madness. Steve's going to stick with us because I want to talk March Madness, a little more Super Bowl, look to next year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, F1, and what's going on over on uh, Koval and oh. Harmon, a little Major League Baseball talk as well. we got a, uh, more than a few more minutes with Steve's here, super host. Make sure you look up his book on Amazon, Whale Hunt in the Desert, Secrets of a Vegas Super Host. And I want to remind you tonight, I'm actually going over to Thomas and Mac to call the Lady Rebels game oh. on Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network. They're going for 25-2. and two. They're trying to clinch the regular season title tonight in the Mountain West. They're 14-0, looking for 15-0. Get over there. They're giving away free T-shirts. They're $2 beers throughout the first half. They're doing another tuition giveaway where they're going to fire the T-shirt cannon into the crowd, and it's in the big building. Lady Rebels tonight, 6.30 start. Get out and watch the women play. They're having a monster season, and it's at the Thomas and Mac. 777 gets you two hot dogs, two bags of chips, and a 22-ounce Bud, Bud Light, or Michelob Ultra Draft on Golden Knights game days at the Silver 7s Hotel and Casino. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver 7s, it's Cofield and Company. So again, a recap of Super Bowl 57 week here in vegas with uh, the only guy we're gonna sit down with to talk about hosting and you know all the events coming up and and how things uh, were the last week or so steve sears here with us so you guys did well you did well uh, you did well personally you did yes. well at resorts world you did well at ellis island yeah very, very well just a lot of action and what i like about steve uh super bowl compared to new year's eve new year's is great but you bring the wife and that's okay but it's more about the party and that super bowl is about how much can i bet and, you know, it's only a two-hour window, and you don't have to get dressed up and all that. You just come, drink beer, and play. So March Madness is even better because I get them for four days. They come in Wednesday night because they want to bet the early games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, go home Monday. And then it's all guys, you know, a, a few ladies, but they're not here to go. They will go to some clubs, but the, the games are all day, and they gamble in between. So March Madness is better for me. Then super, it, so, it's, not, it, it's better than New Year's. You know, we actually have double March Madness because we're going to have the first weekend, which, as you just said, is great for you. Guys right. come in. It's a guys weekend. Right. So that starts the tournament. We have the regional here. We have our first <coughs> West regional. So the Elite Eight, well, I guess it would be what? The Sweet 16, right, is on the ground here. The it West is? regional. Yeah. And so we have, a, we have a, we have a, we have a, a weekend here with, you know, the team's making a run to go to the Final Four. How did I not know that? Yes. Okay, and yes. Where, where's that played at? It's going to be at T-Mobile, yeah. Okay, well, I did so not you're gonna know you're going to have those, okay. whoever those fan bases are, you'll have at least probably two powerhouses in there. It could be a couple upsets. But we get a second weekend of NCAA action. So it's the Western Regional. Western Regional, yeah. Is here in Vegas. Is here in Vegas. Oh, my God. So, so you got to get this on the What are you doing? you got to get this on the calendar. So, so, so we're going to go... Super Bowl in Vegas, yeah. and then we're going to have Western we, Regional, we have, and we then have we're going to have March, that little thing called uh, March, March Madness and Western Regional, F1. Then, and then the last quarter of the year is going to be complete Insane. insanity because, listen, I can't see what's going on over there. I think, actually, you guys have a good vantage point just up the road. At, it, the, at they, they stop at four stories, and they're almost okay. at four stories. But I, from your garage over there, you can see down. But I, I was driving by Koval and Harmon, I think, yesterday or two days ago, coming back from UNLV, and I'm like, my God, that building is gigantic already. 
Even on Sunday, Steve, there are trucks and, and people and 100 workers constantly. Even and remember, that I, piece of property at one point was earmarked because that's where the drink was. It was earmarked for a little while for a hotel casino, like a big project. And that sign is still up. Is it? Uh, yeah, I, I asked and my attorney friend said they have to post that just to keep it, you know, legally uh, zoned for that. Really? Yeah, that's why that sign, there's a, there's a little wooden sign that says uh, this area is uh, still marked for casino resort XYZ. Yeah. So I'm sure there are people who are listening who are, and I don't think it's many, but, you know, people like to gripe about traffic and change here. It's not. Think about what, what this area, what's going to happen to this area in terms of the transformation. And I'm talking where we are at Silver 7s, right? Right. And Paradise, like clearly at some point, Paradise is going to be worked on the road quality, right? Because yep. there's cones and barrels everywhere here. Uh, I assume across the street at some point, whatever they're doing with the Seagull property, Yes. You know, right down from the Hard Rock, that's going to get done in front of you guys over at Ellis. Then you got, well, then you, you got, then you got. I'm, oh, I'm sorry, back this way. I'm point, but Koval, that whole thing is part of the freaking route. R- right. So, so Koval, you know, that center dividers out. And remember the race. People don't remember it's from six at night to six in the morning. Koval will be closed. The race is ten at night to three a.m. If you work, oh, the, it is. If you, it's a ten at night. To 3 a.m. Wow. So it'll be our graveyard at Ellis Island. We've got the front yard looking right at Covo Lane. Remember, if you work 9 to 5 at Ellis Island, your day's not disrupted. You come to work at 9 o'clock, go down Covo and park, leave at 5 o'clock. At 6 o'clock, they close it because they said they put this quarter-inch film all over the track. What? And then at 10 o'clock, the race begins out of F1, our neighbor. They come right out. That's the start-finish. And they have four levels, though. The first level is all mechanics for all the cars. The grandstand will be from Harmon to Flamingo, 22,000. And that's on, the, that's on the other side. Correct. Behind, behind Valleys, all the Paris, Planet Hollywood. So basically that's been a dirt lot for however Ever. long. Now they're, they're going to turn that well, into 20,000-plus seats? There's a tent there that says BattleBots. That's where BattleBots okay. is filmed, right, seriously. Right. So imagine eight feet. So you have to go up eight feet because you have a barrier, and then it will be three stories, and it's all hospitality suites. And that seats 22,000, I can tell you that much. And so there are different zones. We're obviously in Colville zone. Then there's a sphere zone. Then there's a, a wind zone. So if you buy a ticket for the sphere, you can't come to Colville. Then you could buy a fourth ticket in the F1 area. And then there's going to be people movers Jesus. that go over Colville. They're going to start setting up 90 days before. Remember, they've got to build what do you mean, those what, grandstands. What do you mean, people movers like up on the strip? Uh, cor- correct. You know how that, yes, there are temporary ones that some c- drive cars can go over and some people what? walk. I swear to really? God, I've already seen the pictures and oh it drops God. off right in F1. So let's put this into perspective because we've heard, hey, it's the richest sport in the world. So they buy a piece of property back here that the no, one, million. no one had any interest in for years. So that's correct. 260 mil into our economy. Then all the building, the construction. Then ju- I would assume every property within this area like you, you we have what uh, we're going to push 160,000 rooms by the time the super bowl comes here but every property must be getting pitches because it's not only oh. f1 proper that needs lodging it's all the other people who want to come here and i know you guys are getting blown up uh, like you've got you've got a, a whole hotel there and you've had i know you've had I, offers I, going back like six I, months right yeah yeah I, I can tell you this and i can't tell you the numbers but i met with maverick helicopter they want to land on our parking garage on the fifth floor they're going to take off at f1 and for a fee 
and I know the fee, but I'm not going to say, you can do three laps of the F1 track from, again, the race is 10 at night to 3 in the morning. What? Then you're going to, they want to land on our parking garage and pay us a fee to land. Oh, wow. So those people will exit because more are taking off from F1. And they're just constantly rotating all five nights. So my secret spot up top is gone. Yeah, it's gone. I'm going to lose that one. And that's where we watch <laughs> New like Year's Eve. Uh, we, we take our customers up there to watch fireworks on New Year's Eve at Ellis Island. But, yeah. But no, you guys, no, are, you guys are getting mega offers, and I assume everyone around town is already dealing with F1-related yes. people. I mean – And you, and getting bonkers. Because pe- people people don't want just a room or two. They need blocks of rooms. It, it, MGM, it's not a secret, has $100,000 packages and million-dollar packages for seats and rooms over those four days. But we're getting hit for, like, people that want months of stuff. Not days, Cofield, months. Because remember, they've got a bit, all the mechanics that are coming into town. And remember, F1's a year-round experience. That'll be a year-round driving experience, too. Wow. It's not just for the, the one week in, in November. The, I had no idea how big it was. The initial no agreement, Steve Sears with us, of course, uh, wrote the book, Whale Hunt in the Desert, Secrets of a Vegas Superhost. He's working with uh, Ellis Island and Resorts World and lots of other properties still. And you've worked everywhere. You know everyone. Every time I've, I've, I've been I, fired I, nine times. There right. you go. I bring someone up. I'm like, yeah, I worked with him, but you know, I got fired at that place. Yeah. Um, last thing on F1 for now, because we do this for hours. Initially, it was a three-year commitment. I saw something about Clark County saying, uh, you know, we're, we're good with 10 years. Is this... Like, are you confident this is going to be something we want here every year, that time of year, around Thanksgiving? Well, what do you think? I'm going to be brutally honest. It's going to go one or two ways. It's going to be like, oh, my God, this is so great, or oh, my God, what a poop show. <laughs> how, could, okay. how, how could the gambling end be bad for you? It, it, it can't be because I've already had players uh, from my, uh, you know, I rep a, the Hippodrome in London. I've had some European players reach out to me that I know they don't really like me, but they are going to come in and, and no, they up. really don't yeah, like me. But, but they know I can help hustle but I'm and here, get them. Baby, when they want. you have That's to right. like me. That's exactly You're funny, right, man. So uh, <laughs> no, it, it, it's huge. It's it's a whole new breed. When I was a host at Caesars in the '80s and the Mirage opened, a whole new breed of customer came to Vegas because of what Steve Wynn did and the art and the fountains and the volcano and all that. This is what I see. It's a new change for Vegas. It's a whole new breed of customer. It's a whole new. Remember. 48, 46% of adults 21 to 56 have never been to Vegas in America. That's crazy. Four, four out of 10 have never been to Vegas. So now these are Europeans that have never been to Vegas. I'm telling you, it's, it's big for us. Because we had heard during the NFL draft that the crowd was not really a gambling crowd. And for the, for the tables, a lot of the dealers were like, yeah, they, they didn't play. Um, I assume the money that's coming here for F1. But they're going to spend 600 a night on a little standard room. And I'll tell you what, this is the only venue you know that F1 owns this race. When they go to Monaco or Miami, the governments or the cities own the race. This is their home base. So they have a vested interest to make Correct. sure this kicks ass. And what I heard is it's a dozen years, Ooh. a 12-year deal. That's wow. what I heard. But, you know. Real quick I, hit on this, and then we got to take a break, and okay. then uh, we'll have to move on. But, um Baseball filling the sports calendar. If we had Major League Baseball here, you know, on the ground from April to September, October, is that good for you? Yes, and it's the same thing with the Raiders. The Raiders could be 1-15, but my players save um, all year and come to one out-of-town game. I, I really believe that any excuse to come to Vegas, all the out-of-town teams, you know, if we're playing the Colorado Rockies, whoever we are, that they're going to travel really well. Just like the night game, come on. You've been to the Knights game. Half the crowd is always out-of-towners. And, and so we will always be successful. We're, I think we're going to be the sports entertainment capital of the world. Uh, more updates about the schedule this year around Vegas. It's unreal with the, uh, the sports that are landing here and what, you know, what effect it's going to have on the casinos and hosts and, 
and players. So Steve Steer, uh, Steve Steer continues for a couple more minutes right here, live at Silver 7's Cofield and Company. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at me, JVT, or tweet the show at Cofield and Co. I say this all the time to the media and to the fans. I always say to these guys, you know what you know about this? What I tell you, that's what you know about it. I'm inside, (laughs) and I know exactly what's going on and what really is. And and, and like I said, when when the media starts, you know, getting negative and saying something isn't going to work, you know you got a winner on your hands. Now, back to the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Silver 7s with Cofield and Company. It was Dana White. President of the UFC, owner of Power Slap. He was with us on Radio Row last <laughs> week, Steve. So Dana and I sat down with uh, our buddy Damon, who's on Raider Nation Radio, and he's all fired up about his his slap league. Have you watched it? Just, no, just uh, I, I've seen it, but uh, I haven't been to a live slap event. Is there no. going to? When is the next live slap? Well, right now they're doing a reality show, so basically like the Ultimate Fighter. So smart. And they're building it. it. It it when I watch it, it is an absolute flashback to 2005, right? With Bonner and Forrest Griffin. It's the same formula. Same thing. Right, and Randy and, and uh, Chuck Liddell were coaches, yep. remember? And in yeah. this case, they have, they have guys, the coaches are guys we really don't know, but they're already accomplished slappers, right? <laughs> they're some of the best power <laughs> slap guys. I, lo- I, I, lo- I love watching it. All right, let's wrap. Okay. Let's wrap on this. Uh, one, for March Madness, because I know for the Super Bowl over at Ellis, you guys did the front yard, you did parties in the pub, at, at the barbecue, and the, the pub. pub. And the lounge. Just out of control? So, so, so out of control. Uh, everything sold out so quick. And for March Madness, all four venues will be packed again. And then you have a wristband where we'll have a morning session and then an afternoon session. And I'm telling you, they're there at 8 a.m., all lined up, all you can drink and eat. And it's going to be a zoo again. And it's so much fun. Do you guys have it up on the website already for we do. March Madness? Okay. We do. We do. So go to ellisislandcasino.com. And then the other thing we need to get an update on is – one, what's going on with the, the lodge, Mount Charleston Lodge? Okay. Because you know, it burned down, so I know there's plans on that. It, but but in the meantime, you have, I, I'm assuming you're bringing back. Pine Dining. The Pine Dining. It, it, in some way, Pine Dining, but it can't be in that exact location because in April, they break ground. I don't know if you've seen the picture of what it's going to look like. They did release that to the public. I looked it up today. It looks pretty cool. It's going to be really cool. A big A-frame plus 30 rooms, plus we have the cabin. So, and you know. It, it's it's going to be really cool. The Pine Dining, did you ever get to go? I didn't. Oh, man, no. they have chefs up there. And, you know, it's 100 degrees here. It's 80 there. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be really cool. And then I take my players there. So if you're a gambler, even a small one, I always say this on your show, and then I get a million texts. Look, as long as you're, like, a $5,000 guy, three to 5000 I mean, I'll, I'll cut you a deal somewhere at one of the places I work. But especially for that limit, you know, Ellis Island's perfect. What's the easiest way people can find you? Um... I would say at Steve CYR Vegas, at Steve Sear Vegas on um, Instagram. My email's easy, Steve at stevesear.com. So I try to answer every email, and I'll get you. By the way, I left you a book if you want to give yes. it to somebody. Yep. So you got to read uh, it. Anyone who comes down, I'll, I'll get you the book. So come on down. we got some other prizes as well. I always feel like we speak for like 40 minutes, and it was like three. I know. And it, so goes, it goes so fast. I have a feeling we're going to get together before March Madness. All right, so good. We'll good. Do let's let's do that for sure. Okay. Well, I appreciate you coming over. I know you're that working today, so yep. uh, come right around the corner here to Silver 7s. We'll come back to Silver 7s. Remember, we're getting ready for VGK Hockey. Uh, another game tonight, 77-cent beers during all the Golden Knights games. It's Bud, Bud Light, Mick Ultra up next. We'll go out to Chicago and talk to our buddy, Xavier Pope, powerhouse on Twitter, attorney, and uh, he'll react to some of the big storylines coming out of Super Bowl 57. 
Fridays and Saturdays. $500 hourly free play drawings from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. All February long at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. But here's the thing. Lift Every Voice and Sing has been sung for more than a century. In fact, you might have already heard it before. It's been a staple of African-American culture. The original hymn was written by James Weldon Johnson during the Reconstruction era. Lawyer, host of Suit Up News, legal and cultural contributor, Xavier Pope, is live on Cofield and Company. Xavier is up, calling in from Chicago on this Thursday like he does every week. Mr. Pope, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you, Mr. Goldfield? I'm good. I'm good. I love uh, coming out of the Super Bowl with a bunch of interesting narratives, whether they're fake or not. And, you know, I, I kind of labeled it a, a couple of things faux outrage, but uh, there were some people outraged over uh, what some will call the black national anthem, lift every voice and sing. First of all, what do you think of the performance, and what do you think of people who are like, this is divisive? Uh, well, first, Shirley Ralph, props to her for performing it. Um, she didn't perform it in the normal way, that culturally, that we hear it sung. So we kind of think of the same sing-songy way you hear it uh, when I was a kid at school growing up. Um, but I think it's just amazing that, that people just found out about a song that was 100 years old that was embedded in black culture. Um, and there are people attempting to erase history about black culture and AP African-American studies um, you're intentionally not wanting to know about black people, black culture, the history of black people in America um, when there's a game being played with two black quarterbacks starting uh, the Super Bowl. But um, uh, Chris Berman aside, uh, <laughs> I, I think that it was just uh, it was an ignorant display by a certain group of this country, but um, it, was, it was an amazing performance nonetheless. So you mentioned Chris Berman and his, I don't even know what you would call it. Like, for those who don't know, he had mentioned Abraham Lincoln's birthday was that day and clearly a nod to the Emancipation Proclamation and all that. Like, what do you do with a statement like that where clearly it is not very sensitive to the topic, but I feel like he was trying to come from a good place? I mean, just because you seem like, well, coming from a good, seeing you come from a good place doesn't mean you're not a bigot. Right. Um, and Jamel Hill talked in our book about, her running with Chris Berman. Um, so he had a reputation um, that wasn't mainstream, that people didn't see about. But, I mean, it was on display. That You're not going to say something like that in compared to freeing the slaves. Um, it's one of those situations where you tell someone um, you, a backhanded compliment when it comes off, and that person hears it and they go, well, that's not a compliment to me. That's actually a, a degrading insult. And so um, it, it just shows um, that his time has passed. It's time for the next generation. I talked about this on, on the show a couple weeks ago, that some of these older guys that have, that have some of these older ideas, and I'm not saying that they, they, they are, they're past their pastor, but, well, maybe actually I am. It's time for some new blood to come in. Wait, go back a minute. Diverse blood. Oh, there you are. Diverse blood, too. Uh, go back a minute. What, what was the beef between Berman and Jamel Hill? Was there some kind of voicemail? Oh, uh, yeah, it was something about... Uh, Something uh, he left that she learned about and talking talking about her in negative light in terms about her cultural representation um, and um, uh, it's, it's just amazing that people thought that she was too black 
for that network. Um, and it's just, uh, it's a shame um, because um, everyone has, has opinions about sports and hey, they should look a lot of different ways. They, they can't all look like Chris Berman. Right. Actually, I think the roots of it were just her making a reference to his thinning you know, hair. Uh, basically something like that nobody cares about. You know, Chris Berman is balding on television. You know, I feel like the world can see he's thin. So, I don't know. I've, I've always thought the, the Berman situation, well, one, you see there's a good example there um, of what he said at the Super Bowl where maybe he's not responsible enough anymore. He doesn't have it together enough to be on TV. And I've always thought yeah. his exit. I always thought his exit was a little bit weird. Like there had to be more yeah, to the exit. He clearly does not want to be retired. Yeah, I just think that the, 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 the network wants to move on, and I, I think that I mean his, him on air. It just didn't have the same. You know, it didn't, it didn't hit the same. And you're going to see him deteriorating on air. I don't. I don't mean to the diss the legendary broadcaster like that, but um, it just a part of time is undefeated, and yep. it just. He can't hold that spot forever. If new people they need to come in and have different perspectives um, that show the game from a different way, and um, some people, start, everyone, everyone has a time that they has to go to an end. So I mean, it's, that's this is time right now. So. John, what was your story about Demar Hamlin and the jacket? So Demar Hamlin shows up on the, the field for the Super Bowl. Uh, I assume the real Demar Hamlin, maybe a body double. We have yet to confirm that. Um, so he wears this jacket that has a uh, depiction of Jesus on it. Some have said it is an offensive depiction of Jesus. Uh, but, Xavier, my rebuttal is I feel like the uh, whitewashed depiction of Jesus that is very popular is arguably more offensive to what Jesus actually really probably looked like. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely it is. I think that there's a certain – this, this goes back to lift every voice and sing. A certain population that feels that they can, don't get a, a pre-civil rights era white version of everything is, is offended, and they feel it's a fair right to being trampled upon. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think they need to be able to share a vision over a man that they really don't have a picture of what he looked like other than saying he uh, had feet like bronze and hair like wool. It doesn't sound like a white man to me, but that's uh, maybe that's the bar Hamlin thoughts on that too. I also think I thought this part of this, and this is this is an interesting part of the conversation, Xavier. There was a lot of people who were like, "How dare you do this to the person who saved your life?" In other words, all the prayers for Demar Hamlin. It's kind of insulting to every doctor and person who helped Demar Hamlin recover. But I think it's ridiculous because I think people feel as if they own players. You don't own this guy, and your prayers, your prayers don't own him either, um, which would be ridiculous. I, 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 I spent $5. I mean, it's great that $9 million has been raised for his charity, and many people are praying for him. Um, but if Jamar Hamlin comes back to 100% and he's, he's healthy, that a lot of people aren't going to care about him anymore. That's simple. Xavier Pope on Cofield and Company. All right, you know, the other hot topic this week, as all the jobs closed up around the National Football League, is Eric Bieniemy the OC for the Chiefs? We've done this like five times now. Um, yeah, I, I know there's a, a big racial hiring issue around the National Football League, and you know they're trying to make it better. It might be improving slightly, but uh, this one seems to be. You tell me, am I wrong? It seems to be as much about Eric Bieniemy as about the the racial part, because there's there's got to be something up here. Like what what is what happened in his past? What does he do in the interviews? Like what is it? What is it is that he's not getting the same opportunity as the offensive of coordinator that he beats the Super Bowl, who gets the head job with the Colts. Yeah. Like, 
I, I don't understand where, where, where we have to, how many times we got to kick and scream. I mean, the NFL has been, is currently now being sued over this. This isn't, this isn't anything new. This isn't, this isn't headline, uh, head coach, black head coach doesn't get hired. Um, it's a joke. Um, and uh, Roger Goodell talked about this prior to the game and talked about um, it's not where it needs to be, but there's a commitment to it. Where is the commitment? Where, where does the, when Roger Goodell gave his speech before the Super Bowl, what were the tangible commitments that he made to be able to change what's happening in the National Football League? Did you see it, Steve? I didn't see it. So you can have Shirley Ralph sing, lift every voice and sing. You can put in racism in the end zone. Um, you can talk about the charitable contributions that are made off the field. But until the representation is made in the, in, in the clubhouse, uh, in the, the boxes, in the ownership, and who leads these teams, we're looking at 2023 finally getting two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. And people were actually surprised. Like, wow, this doesn't never happen before. No, it hasn't happened before because it is a league of opportunity. And if you give those opportunities, then you have the platform for people to step up and show they can do the job. What do you make of the, uh, the latest discussion that that is uh, how Biennemi interviews? Because I do find this a fascinating topic, uh, not just for Eric Biennemi, but you know, lots of people going into interviews. Uh, well, some, some, some of these guys, walk, well, the, the guy that left your team uh, out there in Las Vegas, didn't seem like he'd get that much of an interview when he got his job. He got $100 million bucks, And then to find out he said some things, and now, he, now he's doing the National Football League. So um, spare me this whole thing about interviews. If you're, if you're able to do the job on the field, uh, from what I understand, that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Um, last I checked, um, <laughs> two of the last four, um, yeah. that, 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 that's, that's the interview right there. I won. I have a ring. It's shine. It's very shiny, and I helped them do this. That's the interview. It's also it's amazing how we hear about some of these interviews. Um, Dan Campbell allegedly was executing football drills during his interview with the Miami Dolphins a few years back, and was getting physical with some of the people in the Lions front office when he was interviewed. Just being a meathead, right? Basically. Just being a total meathead, and yet that's viewed as like, yeah, let's get this guy. Like, come on. Uh, that 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 says absolutely nothing. You, you can you can dance around and play the role of a of a of, of a of coach in blue chips or some or, or some football movie. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, come on! And this is this is not the 1980s uh, on, that you see on on the field. The game has completely changed. If you're able to win the game, if you're the lead guys to be able to do their jobs. You get the job, and Eric enemy has shown that consistently over and over and over again. Um, you had a guy like Bart Scott saying the Chiefs would even make the playoffs. Didn't see that. Uh, they actually wind up winning the championship. Xavier Pope, up on Cofield and company. All right, give us the latest with uh, the Bears and Chicago and Arlington Heights and that land and now how big an issue this could be in the uh, mayoral race. Uh, the, the Bears have closed on the land, um, and, they, and they basically said no matter what we do, um, we're going to be able to create some something that's special that's never been done, um, and they want to be able to use the property for multiple uses. They want to have, a, they want to bring a Super Bowl to Chicago, and right now we have a very unpopular mayor and a very wide open mayor's race where there's a candidate, Chuy Garcia, that's really running hard against. Every time I look up, I see a Chuy Garcia poster. I mean, if you lose the Bears to Chicago, this is no professional team is outside of the city limits in Chicago. It would be a slap in the face. The fans are really traditional about how where they put their sports in the city. It would be a death nail um, to Lori Lightfoot, who's currently the mayor of Chicago, um, having the Bears leave without any real competition to keep them here. 
Xavier Pope is on the horn with us. You know, I wanted to wrap on a couple of things. You had tweeted an interesting story about a uh, experience at a Starbucks. This is real, right? At a Starbucks about um, someone buying a couple of coffees, you know, 11, 12 bucks is the bill. All of a sudden, later in the day, credit card gets declined. They had been charged like $4,000 uh, on a tip on the order. What's your what's your remedy on this? Or what's a legal remedy on something like that when, uh, the, you know, an odd tip pops up on your card? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks like they were, it was compromised. So, so that was some data, that's some data security going on. Um, you definitely have some sort of uh, uh, a suit. But the, the thing about it is what can you recover in a suit like that is very um, marginal in relation to what you could recover if you had a bunch of other people that happened to in terms of some sort of class action and then named plaintiff. In a suit with named plaintiffs being able to um, get more in class action lawsuits. So um, it, they, there are remedies. There are limited. They still have to just up their vacation and get the pain in the butt of having to have 4000 bucks for a tip. I know uh, whoever had a 4000 bucks tip was happy at first, but they didn't wind up being able to keep it. Last one. We all use Twitter. We like Twitter. Obviously, there's a new owner in Elon Musk, and there's been some changes or adjusting things. But I've heard a lot of people complain that the experience is, is different. I mean, for me, I, I haven't noticed that much. Maybe there's a lot more ads, but there's some you know minor things change around you. I used to be able to send myself a, a tweet via email. That's how I keep notes. It was one step. Now it's two. But uh, what are you seeing as problems? I mean, it, I, I wasn't seeing that much either, Steve, until about a week ago. I mean, they, the font changed. You could, it was weird. Some of it was both, some of it wasn't. A lot of the trending topics right now, you, they are old. Sometimes after the Super Bowl, they, some of the trends of the Super Bowl trended for three days, and I know those weren't the trending topics of the day. Some, and then also the Twitter blue bots and trolls, they're kind of controlling a little bit of, and of, of what's trending, and there are really irrelevant topics that have nothing to do with anything irrelevant worth discussing are taking over trending topics. And so – in terms of the centering conversations about what are the most important things that, are, that people are talking about of the, of the day, it's getting a little bit of mud, it's getting muddled. And I think that the great thing that Twitter did, it organized in a lot of different spaces what was important issues of the day. And if you don't really have that, you really don't have the discussion and you don't have social media there. I feel like there's a game being played to eventually get us all to pay for Twitter Blue. And I don't know if it's like, ruining the experience and then almost like a guarantee like yeah if everyone signs up for twitter blue that's going to clean it up and then Probably. once everyone's on board maybe it'll get better but i don't know that everyone has to get on board or wants to get on board yeah i think that elon musk thinks people should pay for social media uh and uh and i think that that's something that people are not going to do um is pay for something that's been free uh and once people are being made to pay for something like that they're not going to be they're not going to sign up and you're going to see something else pop up uh, I thought it would happen sooner. There was a big rush at first, and then people reset when they saw not that much change. But if you see some functionality changes and people aren't really able to connect and have conversations with each other, then it's pointless, it's pointless to be on the app. Instead of being someplace where there, there, there's the algorithm, there's a, a proper tech in place to ensure that the conversations that are being centered are relevant um, and are worth having. Wow. Xavier, we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Have a good weekend, and we'll chat with you next week. Love you guys. Peace. Love you too. Apparently on Twitter Blue coming soon, you get to rocket to the top of replies and mentions. I don't know what that means. I guess you'll be the top comment. Yeah. I, have a, I have a couple basic needs, and so far it's been okay. Like I said, just trying to 
keep notes and stuff got a little more difficult, but not the biggest deal. I do get a lot of weird DMs now, though. A lot more than I used to get. A lot more. Four o'clock hours on the way.